17, come in. Go ahead, truck 17. Primary complete. Command topics, primary complete. What's up, folks? And welcome to another episode of Primary Complete. Before we kick off the show, do us a quick favor. Like and subscribe. At the end of the show, if you enjoyed it, leave a quick comment. These simple little things make our platform more visible to folks who are looking for the type of show that we produce. For all of you who are constantly interacting with us on social media, talking about the show in your firehouses and with your friends, we can't say thank you enough for helping us build this awesome community. If you haven't yet, check out the social media. Search Primary Complete Podcast on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. Give it a quick like. We also got a website. Feel free to check that out, www.primarycompletepodcast.com. Thank you all once again. Enjoy the next episode and continue to help us make conversation great again. <laughs> well, Laura, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. We've been trying to plan this for, I don't know, a long time now. And you have the most ridiculous schedule on planet Earth. I know. I'm kidding. It's not that bad. I'm, no. I'm happy to be back. So yeah. I'm excited to be here. You got a notebook and stuff. That, let me guess, one of those is a calendar? No, the calendar's oh, a uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I have like three or four notebooks now of just notes from going to the conventions or thoughts or things that I've been learning. So I need to write stuff down because I won't remember. I understand so. that. Yeah. You see that, don't yeah. you? Type this stuff up. Yeah. All oh, show yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. If I had to reference something for you, I just I thought I'd just bring my, some of my yeah. stuff with me. Yeah, so. I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> Your, I'm trying. Your efforts on the um, the social media page for the union, nice. Thank you. Yeah, it's it looks great. It's always good. Thank you. I'm really uh, trying hard to bring it up to the next level. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, going to some of these conventions through um, the IFF, um, I've learned a lot from other people, other firefighters, other departments, um, and then just trying to think about, you know, our brand and how we want to be seen and heard and, um, all those things, just trying to keep that in mind. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's very well done. I've been you. doing it, um, for the podcast and it's, if you've ever attempted it, then, you know, it's not the easiest thing. No, it's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. It seems easy. Like this thing you scroll past mm -hmm. and it. 10 or 15 seconds you're like oh that how hard could that be that's oh, a yeah. lot to it oh yeah yeah and just you know, getting the content and and then also if there's um political issues or things going on that um we need to report on or address then i start going on a deep dive of research mm -hmm. and digging through lots of different materials because i i also do the twitter page um i don't post as much on our Facebook page, but sometimes do. So Twitter and the Instagram is the the two that I'm, right. I'm trying yeah, to keep up Yeah, we let Instagram with. just kind of automatically post over to Facebook. Yeah. And you know how it is. Like sometimes it approves and sometimes it doesn't. It's yeah, we've not got predictable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have uh, like no violations on Instagram and we have like 12 violations <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I think they were pretty strict. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. They're reserving that for that older generation. Yeah. Facebook yeah. is ours. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. A, a few cuss words will slide over. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Got them. <laughs> yeah. Where's Siri with the autocorrect to duck on that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we, we talked about that briefly with Alex this morning, kind of the how social media has kind of 
shaping our methods of communication and stuff like that when it comes to just our industry itself, not to mention, you know, our social lives and personal lives and how we gain information and get information, but just in the job itself Mm -hmm. here, it's like, it's become kind of the front runner for pushing out information. Steve talked about it, uh, like Mm -hmm. even from a simple training aspect, like you can watch folks from across the country do a two minute training clip and then you can apply that in your firehouse. Whereas, uh, you know, prior to social media being such a big thing, you had to wait for a seminar and do mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's been really interesting. We talked to a bunch of the big hitter instructors throughout the country and none of them, I haven't heard any, any of them say anything bad about social media. It's all been good. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure there's some of them out there that are, you know, probably in it for the wrong reason that won't last long that probably have negative things to say, but yeah, we tend to not hang out with any of those people anyway yeah there's that small group that's anti uh youtube or social media and they're just going to be that way even if you had a team of scientists to prove this works they're still gonna like they're gonna naysay it it's okay you know oh yeah i I think that um you know with fire department stuff this industry stuff that, that we're in love it or hate it social media is the way of the future and you have got to step up and embrace it and figure out how to fit in with it. And if you look at departments like North Las Vegas, Glendale, all the California departments, Miami Dade, even smaller fire departments that are, that are stepping up to the plate, not, not only just like union pages, but the actual fire departments, Mm -hmm. the number one recruiting tool now is social media is Instagram um, it really is. And cause that's what today, that's what people want. They want to see that flashiness. They want to see the eye catching stuff. They want to be inspired by those things. And if you're a fire department that is not doing those things, you're not going to get the recruitment that you want. You have to embrace it. You cannot just hide behind, hide behind or stick your head in the sand. Or like, old tactics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just you have to step up and embrace it. And and there's gonna be bad that comes with it, but there's also gonna be good that comes with it. And um, I was reading somewhere like that I think it was I can't remember what chief it was, but there was a chief that at one of the, at a fire department that would always just not engage, not do the social media, didn't believe in that, would always just tell whether it was the city or the county, municipality, oh, no, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, and and not talk even about or address or face some of the maybe negative things. And then when it came time for them to, like, need money or need something for that department, you know, he went to go ask for these things, and the officials were like, uh, well, you said everything was fine, so why do you need this money? You said everything was going fine all these years. What happened? And I think he then was like, took a step back and realized, I got to check my ego, I got to check myself and admit when I'm wrong. And then he finally stepped up the plate and had to face, you know, this, he created a problem, really, yeah, by yeah. pretending everything was okay. Yeah. And um, you you can use social media to even address those negative things. There's There's no reason... Um, because you're in control. You're in control of the story. I forget who we had this conversation with, but it was, I don't remember, but it was something to the effect that I I think it might've been, um, might've been Jeremy with national fire radio. We had this conversation where I think he, his perspective, one of his perspective was, is a lot of fire departments, the administration of upper echelon 
are not willing to accept the accountability that comes with posting something, the criticism that mm-hmm. may come from it. Right. It's not even a guarantee. But, you know, we're firemen. This is the fire industry. Whatever. We, I mean, me and Steve are sitting here watching videos, nitpicking departments, and we don't have any any freaking clue what was going on there other than what we could see with our eyes mm-hmm. but we're still sitting here nitpicking it but that's part of what comes with it uh but they they if they don't post anything at all they they will never have that right so that's the safe play right mm-hmm. we can if we just post about replacing your smoke detector batteries post this lame ass picture about firework safety or something mm-hmm. like that then we never that, that's all great that's all great things yeah, there's no risk. way to take yeah. No way to take any negative or catch any negative from that. But there's also a minuscule amount of positivity that comes from that. Yeah, we're engaging on social media. Yeah, yeah okay. So you are. Yeah, check a box. However, yeah. yeah, what's your reach? What's your reactions? I mean, what's how is your how are you trending? You know, those are all important things. That's important feedback uh, to see how your stuff is going. We do it with our page. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you do it with the IFF yeah. page. It's not a... I mean, it to an extent, it's a post and ghost, but we still interact with it. It's like, bro, can you believe that that one video? So mm-hmm. stupid. It yeah. had 300,000 likes yeah. in an hour. Yeah. What's yeah. up with that? Or, you know, 300,000 yeah. views in an hour. Why? And it's yeah. like, it's mind blowing. But yeah, the safe play for admin is if we don't put any of that stuff out there, if we don't let our guys wear helmet cams, if we don't let them uh, use dash cams or anything like that, we never have to field any of that controversy. And I like that. Yeah. It, it, but it's crazy because honestly, the the negative stuff is so small compared to the positive stuff out of social media. You are gonna get people that uh, complain or point something out or whatever. Most of the time, they're just what you can call them trolls or whatever. Or sometimes they're bots, and or you know, it, you just that is just the small amount. Uh, of, of people. Yeah, it, it's static. Yeah, yeah. And there really is a o- more overwhelming amount of support from, um, you know, people that follow your page and the community and other firefighters and other um, other places like that. And um, going back to, I was, I would message North Las Vegas Fire Department through their Instagram and I was asking them, I'm like, I love your page. What are you guys doing? How does it, like, you know, who's running it? Um, and they said that their department, um, their chiefs in their department are very supportive of them. They handed it off to, um, two firefighters and then they have a PIO, um, that assists them with everything. Um, and again, they said for the past two or three years, that was their number one recruiting tool was Instagram for, for getting um, people. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. And there's, I mean, if you look at their page, I'm just using them as an example because I, I just think it's the They're coolest. Gangsters. One, yeah, 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 it's one of the coolest ones out there. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, and um, it's it's amazing just to see all the train and, and the argument I've heard is like, oh well, you know, you're showing someone's worst day, but half the time, most of this footage is from training, and you can edit things out. You don't have to show people's faces. You don't have to like. There's a way to do it without. Putting, say it is a, a, an accident scene or it is a, a scene um, house on fire and there's a way to do it and edit it so it looks good you're still um, keeping integrity and, and sure. things like that so it's just lazy yeah yeah it's yeah. way too easy to dismiss so much because of safety or uh, risk of offending somebody mm-hmm. like we're missing so many good opportunities that helmet cam thing you said yeah 
there's remember it wasn't that long ago like a well actually still around here if you wear a helmet cam like somebody's gonna ask you why are you wearing a helmet cam yeah and like that video we watched was so informative those two yeah like that's that's a view of a house fire and you can learn by seeing it you don't it's obviously better to be there but yeah if you can't get there you're at a slow department being able to catch some of these helmet cam videos without that helmet cam that guy at the front door i don't i can't remember i didn't pay attention nor do i know the department or what their color of their shields mean as far as rank but what i would assume would be the firefighter the nozzle guy Mm -hmm. is gets right there to the front door he kneels down waits for the officer the officer he says can i see your tick real quick so he reaches up grabs the tick from the officer goes maybe what i don't know six feet inside the door pops right back out and says are you sure there's no basement he was like, the smoke is super low in here. It seems like there's a basement. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like there's fire under yeah. them to generate the smoke to bank down that low. Um, and he, was, he said no. Later on, confirmed there was a basement. Wow. So it's like just that little thing. But yeah. you'd have never caught me and Steve just catching that. We thought it was pretty cool for him to even notice that. Yeah. But yeah. that little nugget, that's a, a learning thing. Yep. That you'd have never moments. known it. Yep. You'd have never had that opportunity to see that example without that helmet cam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had how many, how many, I forget how many views that thing had, but it had a lot of views. So that's a lot of opportunity for people to just catch that one little thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should pay attention to how the smoke's It was like down. 200 and some thousand views in two weeks. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was wild, but none of that's possible if you, if you're not willing to take that little bit of risk. Yeah. If there even I, is risk. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Really? I don't, I, not any, I mean, honestly, not anymore. It's, it's just so above and beyond now and moving so quickly. And, and I, and you guys can feel free to tell me if I'm wrong, but my perspective, even in general on the fire service, and especially in the last, I haven't, I've only been in six years, even in the short, very, very short six years, it has changed a lot. And this <laughs> fire service is, moving fast and changing fast and progressive, aggressive, whatever you want to say, not only with social media presence, but other avenues to training, other things. Again, we got to embrace it. We got to move forward. And I'm, you know, whether it's us or our admin, our chiefs, love it or hate it, you've got to figure out a way to move with it and not fight it. And again, nobody let, Nobody likes change in the fire service, but you have to, right. you have to. Nowadays, it's just moving very quickly. You have to. Yeah, I like the uh, your example, that mine and your conversation that we had prior to any guest this morning about the brain functioning and how it was, oh, you yeah. know, resist, and then it became the new normal, resist, and then it came through the new normal. We were talking about it in the aspect. We got talking about uh, AI and chat GTP and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> but he, uh, Will had given him a book. What was the name? What's the name of the book? The Shallows. Yeah, yeah but it's, okay. uh, it's the shallows and then uh, what the Internet's doing to your brain. And I was telling Hoffman, I thought it was going to be cliche, like run from the Internet. Mm-hmm. It's tearing up your brain and all that. It ended up, I'm not done yet, but it's it's how the brain functions, like in the now and then over the last thousands of years of, of technological advancements. As a people, we process information differently, mm-hmm. and now we're starting to process more streams of information so that like sitting down and ironically reading a book front to back this doesn't happen near as much yeah. anymore it's a it's google searches and yeah but the the, the change references that yeah. i was talking about he, the examples that he was given in the book is just the progression of simple technologies like how we went from writing on rocks to paper 
And then that was paper. Oh, oh yeah. What is oh, this? And then yeah. it went from paper to a printing press. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that thing's a devil. Nobody's going to ever, or is the, is the stuff going to be accurate? Is it this? Mm-hmm. Is that? Oh. And then it went from a uh, printing press to, you know, computers and all that stuff. And it's like, ah, and, you know, how it's all going. It's the same thing in the fire yeah. service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, electric fire trucks. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> until, until five years and there's not anything other than electric fire trucks. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. wasn't so bad, I don't guess. Or, you know, whatever yeah. the thing may be. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to be electric fire trucks, but yeah. I'm sure the switch from bucket brigade to a steam engine. Yeah. You right. know, it seems like I remember hearing that the argument was you're taking jobs. You're taking mm-hmm. these people's jobs. And we see, you know, like all these advancements, they're always resisted. And it doesn't mean it's normal. Resisting it is normal, mm-hmm. yeah. but then the thing you're resisting becomes normal. Yeah. I think if you just accept it, uh, especially on a admin level, if you could just accept that the change is coming regardless of how much you shoulder up against it, it's going to come eventually that it looks better mm-hmm. <laughs> to your people and it looks better to, it looks better probably to the outside looking in. It looks better on the leadership if you're not, continuously shouldered up against it but you're accepting it you can choose the level of the acceptance that you're willing to go with you can throttle mm-hmm. it a little bit but just always that hard shoulders it's it's not going to work it's going to i mean in our department it drags the morale down uh it leaves people frustrated i mean i've been in i've been with our department since 2005 and i've never in the history known of people taking off stints to get a break from the fire department, not because of calls, not because the volume, we're not rapidly busy. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not an excuse here. Uh, sure. Different people feel things different ways. If it's a bad call, whatever, I'm not dogging any of that, but you know, I've talked to all these people, you know, and yeah. it's like, I don't, I'm frustrated with the ad man. I'm frustrated with this. I'm frustrated with that. And it's like, I've never known that to even be a thing, but it's happening and it's happening kind of often now. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? That's that's becoming yeah. a uh that's becoming a a normal thing almost. Where yeah. and it's and it's okay. It's like there's no the one human being that I'm talking about, I don't know that any of the admin has approached him and asked him, you know, hey, how are how are things going? Is there anything we can do to, you know, soften this up to make it better? Can we have a conversation about it? Maybe we can come to some sort of agreement so you can come back to work and not have to be sacrificing all your personal time that you build up all this time and you know, some way to retain the human, be- the people that you have versus just being like, all right, you know, don't let the door hit you. Or if you come back, cool. You know, if you don't, then okay. You know, whatever. That's yeah. just the, it seems that's the reaction. It's just the whole, okay, whatever. Yeah. But I've taken time off before to contemplate like, am yeah. I, am I, do I fit here anymore? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, being silent as a leader is probably one of the worst things you could possibly do. And, and I feel like we're not being heard. We're not being validated. I think we feel like we're out on this Island with a lot of things that have happened this past year in our, you know, in our department, we've had huge tragedy and, um, and again, we're just, there's just boxes being checked. And I think we all have said that uh, time and time again, and there's a way to like address this and there's a way to handle this. And there's, 
and again, it's just somehow making that con- connection, that transparency, that validating us. Who is like looking out for us? Because half the time, again, feel like I'm on on an island. Sometimes even by myself. And right. I know we're all feel the similar, but there's times when I'm doing stuff for the union, and you know, I do feel alone sometimes and I know they're there, but it's just, I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall or, you know, you're advocating for everyone and you're, you're doing all this work behind the scenes and, you know, you approach the administration, you approach your members and things like that. And you do meet resistance from both sides sometimes. And, um, I don't know. And I, and I don't know if that's, they're frustrated as like our, our members are frustrated as well. And maybe that's why I'm not getting the response that I, I would like to see. Um, it's just it, the mental stress that being silent, not being transparent, not addressing us in any form. Like just, I don't even know where I stand half the time. It's like, if you think I'm a piece of shit, then just tell me. Yeah. And at least I know where I, I stand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just tell me where I stand. You know, like, or, oh, you know what? This is all the things we're working on. We know you guys are hurting. This is what we're doing for you. Hang in there. Hang in there. But there's just, like, no follow-ups, no, you know, things like that. It's just, it's extremely frustrating. Um, Do you think the fear of making the wrong move paralyzes them? Like, in our situation with, like the immediate aftermath of Chris, Miss mm-hmm. Chris, there was there was a bit of communication early, like it came out and yeah. and there was some talking and then it went real quiet. It's almost like kind of like the same social media thing, like the risk of of saying the wrong thing or getting caught posting the wrong deal, you just don't do it. So maybe maybe that's the they're so scared they're going to say the wrong thing they don't say anything, which is worse, you know? Yeah. But why is that? Like, where is the disconnect with that? It, it's, and I know we're we're probably not the only department. I think that this happens. Like, I can assure you, yeah, every yeah, single not, thing that's happening, we talk a lot yeah. about our own department a lot because that's, that's what, what we have in front mm-hmm. of us, right? Mm-hmm. But we've talked to people all over this yeah. country, and there's the same problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> and yeah. I just wonder why there is that disconnect, and like even just. It, you can make it up like if, if there's the past is the past, but if there's some sort of effort going forward, I know over time our minds would start changing like, hey, start showing up and having lunch with us, checking in with us. Start simple. Um, you know, find out how we're doing. Know who we are. Know what we like. Right. Like we just the, try to connect, make that connection. It's not going to be easy. You know, but at least there's some kind of effort. I don't I don't know why I, I think about this a lot, like and been doing a lot of reading on some leadership and what makes a good leader and listen to a lot of other podcasts and um I I don't I don't know. I have this strong like right or wrong good versus evil thing in my head a lot of times when I'm whatever I'm doing, whether it's dealing stuff at the department or at the um, union and other things that we're dealing with on that side, even the politicians, it's like, it's unbelievable. Sometimes I'm like, 
where's the moral compass on on people <laughs> like and and humanity and I think too like we all took this oath you know and have integrity and accountability and all these things and we're like uh, at a operational level we're trying desperately to hold on to those things and again either we're on this island we're on a sinking ship or I don't know like you can use whatever analogy but it's just like we're trying to do those things and then there's a huge separation with leadership, whether it's our department or other departments, and they're doing something completely different. And over here, we're like, this is what we need. We're telling you what and we have. We, this is what we need. This is what we want. We need you guys to do this. Are you listening? Can you validate us? And it's just like nothing. And how does that affect our mental health? How does that affect us? at our work, at our job, all these people that are really passionate that I've seen in the department are extremely passionate. They're losing that passion and they're trying to hold on. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I, I don't know. It just Yeah, I think anytime you ask or you're asked, you know, I get asked all the time, you know, well, how's things, you know, how's things in Hanover? And I caught myself there for a while, you know, the first initial knee jerk reaction is like, ugh, well, we're we're still there. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. And then I had a, a had a laying in bed night one uh laying in bed one night moment and I was like there should probably something wrong with that's mm-hmm. the response yeah you know there's there's something wrong and I can't be the only one that kind of answers question that same question that way when your first reaction is like eh, and it automatically goes to all of our problems you don't have to say them but it automatically goes there like our leadership sucks or whatever it may be mm-hmm. um or this person did this or that there's that's got to be bad for department morale you know, when, when the first thing is always a, not a great compliment to follow, like it is in my eyes, it's the greatest job in the world, greatest mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. in the world, greatest profession, most honorable, one of the yeah. most honorable professions. I've never done any of the other ones. So to me, this is the most honorable profession and that's something to be proud of. And it doesn't matter if I'm doing it for the volunteers of facing North Carolina mm-hmm. or if I'm doing it for New Hanover County, my reaction should be the same, but it's not. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why is that? And like I said, I, I can't be the only person, you know, when when you get asked how's work and stuff like that, and you're like, I don't, I don't know the answer, but I have a question that I think might help us steer toward it. Okay. So the three of us on any given day or fire scene or around the firehouse before the tones drop, we want to be good, like the goal is to perform at the highest and get the best possible outcome at the cost of whatever physical uh, impact, whether it makes you tired or hurt or whatever. The goal without any sort of fail is to perform at the highest. The, the gap in the communication and the admin separation, I, I no longer believe that's their goal. How could that be? Like, how could... How could they be in that position and their goal isn't the same as the people on the street? Like, we just want to perform. Yeah. There's there's people around us. Like, I say we three. I don't mean that 100% of the members on the line. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Well, when leadership, I'm just building off of this, off mm-hmm. your theory here, when leadership loses that perspective and that drive, so will everything below them mm-hmm. because it's reflected in their leadership style. It's not important to them. I think it's a disconnect. This is my input into that theory uh it's disconnect 
if they're not doing it, they don't share it. Mm-hmm. If you're not riding on a fire truck once a year, once every five years, never, how can you possibly connect with the people who do that? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? You can't. If you're not on fire scenes running, helping or standing beside the people who are running fire scenes, how can you talk to people about how to run fire scenes? How can you make decisions above them that's going to affect the way they run fire scenes? You don't run fire scenes. Mm-hmm. You're disconnected. So they're in the leadership role. They have, I get it. They have jobs that have responsibilities and it's more than we could ever imagine. I'm positive of it. There's stuff that the admin deals with that I don't even know they're dealing with. I'm positive of that. Yeah. Um, but that's also what they signed up for. They didn't sign up to leave everything that they supposedly were brought up in to take on this new task. It's a stepping stone, the ladder of succession, right? Mm -hmm. At the ladder of succession, if you cut the feet out of the bottom of the ladder, what happens to the ladder? It falls over, right? So everything that you've done, if you're not still relying on what you've learned to get you where you are, it's gone. It means nothing. That's a beautiful analogy. Yeah, Yeah. it means nothing when you're up here and everything's gone. If you forget everything that you've learned behind you. I love the guys who paint their helmets red and leave the bottom black. Mm -hmm. I love that shit. When I put this on, I see where I came from. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that shit. I mean, that means those those are the dudes who get it, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But it's I think it's just a disconnect. And then they're they get in there with the management, the mayors and the council members and all this kind of stuff. And they start hearing, you know, well what the county needs versus what the department needs. And it becomes this, this muddy water where it's, we, we coined this phrase. I swear to God we did. It becomes in their eyes, public perception, not public service or public performance. It's the perception of what the department is, not actually what they do. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the, that's the golden canary. How well can I sell how good my department is to the people who are in charge of my money or the people who are in charge of everything else? It becomes this golden canary, not how well do they perform, let the action speak and make the golden canary. Let that be the way you achieve that. Yeah. Let the actions of your people be that for you. And you just empower them and stand back and reap the benefits. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's <laughs> stand back. I'm going to give you a task. And as that task comes up and people are congratulating me for that task, I'll say, yeah, it was my people. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause once you start <laughs> valuing your employees, and, and he, you know, again, val- valuing them, validating them, um, what you said, they, they're going to rise to the occasion and they're going to make you look good and they're going to work hard for you, you know? And yeah, I, 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 I agree with everything you guys just said. It's just. Is that too slow? Is that why it's not popular? It's because it's not, it's not the reward seven minutes later. Like if I'm, if, if I'm the leader of this group and I'm good to the people, they don't go out and buy me an award right then. Like I got to wait. I got to wait for that process to right. to come through. And then they're performing well, saving lives and doing all the right stuff. And then later it works. But it's the later is not valuable today. I need right. something today. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel almost well, I'm I'm sure that probably has has a play in it. But anybody who's in administration and fire service should know that nothing in the fire service is right now. Never has been, never will be. Everything is a freaking process that has to go through six channels of communication just to get back. And you know how that shit goes. It takes weeks and months and, you know, who knows how long. That shouldn't be a thing. I feel positive it is. I can put this out uh, for debate or to gain input or whatever 
And yeah, that's going to take some time. Maybe I don't agree with some stuff or I can make a decision right now. And that can be the decision. I think that probably happens. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about any of that. I just, I'm the person that's been tasked to make this decision. I'm just going to make it. Yeah. Without any worry of the fallout. I think the way we're doing our recruit academies is a great example of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got to make an, I've got to make a decision on how we're going to do this. You know, counties said we need to do this. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that shit don't work. <laughs> but yeah. you know, yeah. There's plenty of those plenty of those examples. I don't know. Um, it's um, to your point. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like out of touch. It's. I don't know is is when when other when they go to the convention their own conventions is everyone just patting each other on their back is somebody actually point like call, I don't want to say calling them out but pointing out hey what about this have you thought about this maybe Again, I don't know if the word is accountability or, you know, this isn't working or do you need to check your ego or what what is it that like the checks and balances there at that level of leadership? Um, like, yeah, I guess who who is checking who is checking them? What are they saying to each other? Is, is that part of the disconnect? But then you do see other departments and other leadership stepping up to the plate and being connected with their operational side of things of and, and being connected. So, Well, anytime there's a void created, anytime there's a void, it's going to be filled by something. And mm-hmm. I guess in our case, we're lucky that we have uh, some good people who still are willing to fill the void to connect. Uh, but it's just a matter of time before they get tired of that shit too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, everybody gets tired of that. Um, you know that disconnect we were talking about? Remember how Captain Heath loved going on a fire scene? Yes. Yeah, he was um, our training captain, yeah. you know, Captain Heath. Um, he, they were always on him, like, trying to get him to not, you're in training, don't go to fire scenes. But he, he came, like, all the time, and he was involved, and he didn't lose that, the thing we were describing, where your motive is to perform well. He still had it. He was eat up with that part. Maybe that could be like a, a very small change is let those guys still participate. Mm-hmm. You know, even yeah. if you just come be on the scene and you can see the, the work and the effort and the attempts and the grabs, like all of it, be close to it be a part of it instead of that. You're not, you're in a different division. Don't, you can't go there. Yeah, um, that was <laughs> – I'll toot this guy's horn for a second. That was one of uh, Buckner's stipulations to taking his position was I'm going to go to every fire call that I want to or I'm not taking this job. And yeah. like, okay, <laughs> that's why you see him yeah. on a, yeah. lot of, a, yeah. lot of work, a lot of work. It makes perfect yeah. sense, <laughs> uh, especially in his – like being the apparatus are on scene and yeah. they have to perform. So yeah. if there's problems, instead of – Waiting for an RFM to come in and describe this thing that happened that you don't you can't see, go see it. Yeah. yeah. Being proactive, being involved, it's incredibly important. And I think too, forget like it's okay to um I don't know if it's okay to ha- make mistakes in in a sense, 
um, because you that's an opportunity to grow from that. It's uh, if you can you can look at it in a couple of different ways. You can take it as a positive and learn and grow from that experience and apply it to the next thing. And you know and and maybe making all that connection there, like using Buckner as the example, he's going to the, the, these fire scenes. That, you know, right? Seeing how making sure he's in touch with the the people in touch with the apparatus in touch with the equipment what's working what's not what's the new stuff coming in you know all those things that in touch is a good way to put it yeah just yeah and you're right maybe that's what needs to happen is you start coming back onto the scene and and not interfering but but watching and and even training and anything like there needs to be more training not on a computer. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we need we'll get into that yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into all that, that stuff. Yeah, if we get time, we'll get into that one. Uh, but I don't want to venture from this okay. input topic right now. Uh, just a little spurt hit in my brain right there where you're saying it. Uh, you know, the fire service, you hear the greats talk about it. You got to put in more than you get out. And that's always the way it is. If you can't self-reflect and see that maybe I'm not putting in enough. And I, for us on the line, the metric of putting in is far different from an administration level. What they see as putting in, you know, I'm sure is far different. Uh, they see how are we carrying the department going forward for the future, how are we laying groundwork for the future, right. and that sort of thing. Whereas us, it's like, well, what are we putting in? What are we putting into our companies, our apparatus, the cleanliness, all the things that we take pride in? What are we putting in? Is it more than we're taking out? Uh, that sort of thing. So I, it would be interesting to hear what they – what a chief's idea of putting in is that'd be a good question yeah and then see what the differences are and then maybe under the understanding of the compromise yeah you know what i'm saying yeah you know they have expectations of us but we have expectations of them too Mm -hmm. the difference is is their expectations of us we don't get to make a choice on them Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you know one of the biggest complaints i hear from the chief level officer is that you don't know all the stuff that it takes I'm sure I don't. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tell fair me. enough. Yeah. We don't know, <laughs> yeah. though. We don't know yeah. when there's zero communication about anything. We don't know what's going on at all. We're in the dark constantly. And, yes, I, I, I agree. We don't – I wouldn't – I have no idea what they're doing. And, yes, I know it goes above and beyond, you know, things that we need, too, but and, – and planning for the future, you were saying. It, but, yeah, like, then talk to us. Mm-hmm. I think, you know – building that relationship with us i think my favorite example of the the staying connected is the is the way uh chief nick martin runs his he's not even a chief he's he went from a battalion chief to now he's he's works for uh canapolis salisbury salisbury um but he went from battalion chief to now he's an operations chief and anytime there's a holiday uh a birthday before anything goes out to overtime and way before anybody would ever be forced over to work, he always takes the opportunity first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's forced on a holiday, sorry wife, sorry kids, this guy's off. They're not getting forced on their day off. I'm going to work. Yeah, That's pretty badass. Yeah, that yeah. is. He that has is. countless helmet cam videos of him riding in the backseat of fire trucks from with a white helmet, mm-hmm. riding in the backseat, not trying to run shit, not trying yeah. to do anything, just... Chilling yep. and getting it, yeah, like getting it, like he's eat up with it. He staying loves it. Staying connected, yeah, yeah. staying connected. Yep. Um, I mean, that'd be 
that sounds super simple, even for uh, administration at our level. There's a lot of them up there that <laughs> that could probably benefit from just, oh, it's Christmas. I know Christmas coming around. Hey, sweetie, you know, hang loose. You know, maybe we'll loosely make some plans because something comes up. Mm-hmm. I'm not making one of these guys stay forced to miss it with their young kids. Uh, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go work that until we can find coverage or we can work something out. But either way, I'm going to fill that void until then. Absolutely. Speak so yeah. many yeah. volumes. Yeah. yeah imagine yeah. the health that that pushes into the, the line. And plus, that yeah. gives the opportunity for you to share what's going on above you. It gives yes. an opportunity. Just yes. be around. You know, be around. I can't tell you how many times uh, – Captain uh, Turner rode for Buckner when his kids were heavy in baseball. Mm-hmm. He'd take off and run to Burgall Wallace. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but he would take off and run <laughs> to Burgall or Wallace or whatever uh, to catch his boys' baseball game, and Captain Turner would come work for him. Mm-hmm. After hours of his training division job, he would throw his shit in the front seat or offer it up. You know, when we were on the truck together, he'd be like, hey, you want me to drive or sit in the back? You want to ride up? What do you want to do? What do you want me to do? And, you know, that sort of thing. But he would just hang out on the truck. And I've never – I mean – I think, I think Kevin has ridden up a few times, like drop back down, rode up. Mm-hmm. Butner would do it at the drop of a hat. Now there's several people that are still willing to do that, but yeah. when it comes to the uppers, uppers, nah, you don't see that no more. No, I, and I remember Christmas time hearing about uh, other departments across the United States where chiefs were stepping up, so no one was forced and and ride in the back. Yeah, you know and. Right it's in the front, com- shit, yeah, I don't care, yeah, just get wherever. on the fire truck. Yeah, yeah it's, it's commendable, and again, that speaks volumes, and that makes that connection, and you earn some respect back from your, your crews, and, um, you know. I would say, I don't even know if you could put up, you say you earn some, some respect back, that might be a respect restorer. Restore, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 like. Maybe that's a better way to say it. I mean, that might be, mm-hmm. I mean, you might go yeah, from restore. zero level of respect yeah. to. yeah. Dude's got all my respect. Yeah. You know a slice of humble pie that I would love to have? I would Yourself love to have. or you would love to serve it? I would love to be served this slice. Right now I'm confident that I can outperform all of them. Mm-hmm. Come show me that, that I'm not right. I will admit it and I will eat that pie. <laughs> but right now I, I'm superior. Like I'm going to kick your ass on the fire scene. Come, yeah. come show me wrong. Yeah. Good luck, brother. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. I don't want to sound like we're sitting here talking shit the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of things. But it's legitimate gripes. Yeah, I mean, this is, is legitimate it stuff. Is. So, and, it's, mean, and it's, I just want to preface, I just want to say that it's because we care. And it's not because, you know, we don't care. We wouldn't be sitting here. We, we care. We care about our department. We care about other departments. We care about the community. A community all yeah, those right. things. It affects everyone. And everything around us, and I know we all see the potential in our department, and there's a lot of great things about it. But because of everything that's happening right now, it's it's we're drowning, and I get and it. yeah, so it, it is all out of because we we care about this, <laughs> not because we're just bitching and, and, yeah. and everything. So I had another funny analogy. We're the fish in the fishbowl, and the administration is the one who controls the water level. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we were, we're this is an uh, awful segue, but you mentioned training earlier as well. 
And yeah, man, that's a constant, constant thing me and Steve chat about is mm-hmm. the computer based training, how much horse shit it is and it yeah. sucks. But uh we are lucky enough that uh the little bit of hands on training that we have been able to do have shown some really interesting uh chinks in our armor, mm-hmm. if you will. So uh the positive side to that is they, you know, they had myself and Buckner and a couple others. I wasn't there for the A shift day, but I was there for B and C shift mm-hmm. um, to be on the other side of it, uh, other than participating the evaluation side, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some positive things going to be coming out of that. So I'm it's supposed to be positive things coming out of it. I hope so. I'm, I'm excited that that training that we did, I had a lot of fun. Um, one of the days I was lucky enough to be the firefighter yeah. on the B shift day. So nice. get it, girl. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Stretching it. for success. Yeah, That's and that right. that yeah. gave me like this. I remember that day. I was like, oh, this is why I love firefighting. Like yeah. it made me feel so good again because I, for oh, for a long time now I've been feeling just not inspired and just don't feel like I just don't feel like a firefighter sometimes yeah, uh, I get it yeah so yeah I get it and I feel there's probably a lot of people um you know throughout the country uh, we talked about it the little 10 to 15 year mark the 10 to 12 year mark when you get in there you kind of get in this little I'm comfortable based off of what I've done before but not quite comfortable enough to do anything after that so mm-hmm. you kind of get stuck in this phase it sounds like yours is a little coming a little sooner <laughs> you get stuck in that little that little area there being busy can tax you like the your fuse gets short mm-hmm. things that frustrate you like it's important yeah. to take a little vacation and to step back reevaluate yeah for, yeah for sure and I, i've learned that hard lesson i've involved in a lot of stuff at the department and then i'm involved in a lot of stuff with the uh iff and the union uh and it's because I love it and I want to sure. help. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's right before summer vacation came along. I definitely was emotionally uh, exhausted from it. Uh, and to the point where it was like a lot of crying. <laughs> <laughs> when I talk about something, I get choked up. And just I was like, I need to like check myself a little bit. I need to take some time for myself and reflect and make sure I'm doing the right thing and what's best for not only um, our department and our members, but only what's best for me too. Cause I can't be, I can't help them if I'm not like helping myself and I'm wearing myself into the ground. And, but there's just so much in the past year and a half that's come out. That's so overwhelming that you know, you just want to like help everybody and protect them sure. and w- with the with the PFAS and the AFFF foam and the stuff that's going on right here in North Carolina with the foam situation, the AFFF and some of the legislation going through and all these things and mental health and you know, it, you just I want to do everything and and then I'm just yeah yeah how self aware to yeah. to recognize like hey I might need a recharge yeah. yeah i think i even told you that in a text message yes you did yeah, we were chit-chatting <laughs> back and forth and said i had text that one i was like well fucking good for you girl <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yeah. awesome i don't know yeah. that i'm capable of that yet yeah, yeah. i'm but, not working any overtime this summer i'm not getting myself too involved with anything as far as just 
you know, my, when I go to shift, I'll do all, you know, what I'm supposed to do on shift yeah. and everything, but that little extra activities I've reined back for now. And, um, you know, even I'm trying hard to like give myself some boundaries, even with the union stuff. Um, we're actually getting ready to go to Savannah next week, a week and a half to the, um, uh, district conference. So I'm excited for that though, because that's an opportunity again, talk to like-minded people and mm-hmm. learn and grow and all that kind of stuff. So that'll probably be yeah. a good little charge of the battery there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. Savannah's nice. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Show enough. Show enough. Is there anything new people popping with the PFAS stuff or just kind of what we've, what we already know? Um, Give us some behind the scenes dirt, girl. I know you got it <laughs> so, if you're willing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think so. I, as far as broadcast some of that hard yeah, work you've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, hopefully by now everybody is fully aware of our turnout gear and um, the the battle that the IFF is having with NFPA. Where you know there's a lawsuit against them now, and now the NFPA is rebuttaling with um some things let me just pull up some of my notes um i guess now they're they're claiming that if you just give me a second yeah. i'm sorry no you're fine i know you can edit this girl i learned that that was yeah. i'm, I'm yeah. just gonna fill the fill the void yeah. here but i did learn uh pick up a pretty cool little uh peak it might have been from the master joe rogan himself but dead air is not a bad thing yeah yeah, pauses in conversation is normal. Like if we weren't here in the studio with microphones and we were having this exact same conversation, her looking for notes is not an abnormal part of yeah, the reflection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not abnormal, but just let it happen. It's mm-hmm. natural. So, yeah, you take your time. I ain't editing shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, I guess we'll start with uh, yeah the the PFAS in our in our turnout gear. Um, really. All this credit is to, like, Diane Cotter and to the IFF. So this is, like, nothing that I came up with. This is all, like, research that's out there put forth and turned out through through them. Um, and <clears throat> the IFF is suing NFPA um, for um, uh, NFPA 1970 for our turnout gear. Um, we're trying to get rid of the UV testing light because that's the only um, that's the uh, PFAS is the only thing that can stand up to that UV testing light. So pretty much like right now, the NFPA is now saying, oh well, you know, um, it was the firefighters that wanted it in the gear that wanted this testing. But there's a new like ever since um, President Kelly came in, he's totally changed. Uh, and the way that we're doing things on, on the IFF level. And so there's all these back and forth. The NFPA is not taking any responsibility. <coughs> they're saying that there, that there is no special interest. But when you dig deep oh, and you start digging deep, oh, yeah. there is special interest. There's mm-hmm. textile and manufacturing companies on the board. And there's, there is special interest. And even though they're saying, oh, no, 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 and trying to point the fingers back at us, it's just it's just mind-blowing again and it goes back to like like humanity and 
like ethics and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. And you're just like, what is going on? Why? And again, it's all about money and power and all that all kind of stuff. So, yep. and instead of about people. Um, so what I, was the purpose of the, do you, do you know what the purpose of the UV testing in our turnout year was? If we requested it, what was the reason we were, we were requesting it? What uh, were we testing? It, I'm sure it's above me, but I, I'm genuinely curious. Like I wonder. Seems like it was a measure to make it where our gear could put up with sunlight over long periods of time and it, not degrade. Yeah, it's the ultraviolet light degradation right. test, and it's um like for exposure to sunlight. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 40 hours uh, that that the gear is exposed to this UV light test, and PFAS is the only thing that will stand up that we don't need it in our gear what happens to the, the color fades the color fades yeah and oh. i guess in extreme like over time then the fabric itself would start to um break down but you're i wonder talking, i wonder what that time span is because it's only got a 10-year life anyway yeah that's right. i'm sure not all departments yeah. apply that but you know how there's a rule like you you have if you have a fire truck it has to be inside climate yeah. controlled yeah I, we're not storing our turnout gear in the back like it's in a room, so it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. UAV. But like you're saying, the spe- special interest, if I got this cool chemical <laughs> that we don't know that it causes cancer, hey, wink, wink, then I'm going to sell it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess there's, if you when you start also digging into it, there's like laws of admission and stuff like that with the, with the test. So like... And, you know, we don't have to, like, they're skirting around testing uh, for it, huh. basically. So uh, it's misleading. Um, and I think that another part of it is um, they accept non-peer-reviewed science and they withhold data. So that's another issue. Um, and, again, this is not, this is, I'm giving credit to, mm-hmm. sure. uh, not, not myself for this. But, again, there's just so much stuff out there if you just start researching and looking and like oh my god and you'll leave you'll go down like a rabbit hole so the the information the science and all that stuff out there and exposing these companies and nfpa and whoever else there's a lot of information out there mm-hmm. yeah there's uh, and that is also connected with the the, the a foam as well <clears throat> with um dupont and 3m i believe are the big the big ones that are responsible for polluting the water nationwide. Um, yeah. There's lawsuits um, right now um, with, um, I think, like Pennsylvania and Florida and, uh, like, lots of other states are suing these companies um, <laughs> for um, polluting the, the water um, with the F foam knowingly. And, um, and then at a federal level, um, they're doing away with – they're banning F foam from um, – uh, military bases, right? Um, so federally, they're they're doing the right thing, um, and then state to state, it kind of just depends um, as far as the the AFFF foam. Um, you know, our department pulled it along like yeah, we hadn't used that yeah, in a long, long time. time. They yeah. did the right thing, and um, I don't know that that was the reasoning behind it though. If it was, it sure wasn't public. Mm-hmm. But right. that was the reason we were getting rid of it because there at the college we had uh, we had four giant of the big 250 gallon uh like icb totes you know the plastic totes with the metal screen around them mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about with the metal rails yes, around them? we have one I 17 we yep. use it for the ice bath at 17 yeah I remember. yeah <laughs> so but <laughs> I there remember was like that. uh there was like 
four or five of those over there where the flash can is now that they wanted us, they weren't going to throw away. They wanted us to use, but that was a triple F. That was all a triple F. Mm-hmm. I remember it. Is it my academy? We used a whole bunch of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah we we did. <laughs> but that was the we had it. We weren't yeah. putting it on fire trucks anymore. But they had all this mm-hmm. excess um, mm-hmm. that they wanted to use somehow. So that's what we used to train with for forever. It was like. That shit stank, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it <Yep>. was awful. <laughs> awful. Nasty. Awful. Yeah. Blankets and blankets of it. Just mm-hmm. all over. Yeah. Yep. It's wild. Uh the foam part. Yeah, it uh, it was a little bit shocking, but not surprising. When we started getting into the talk in it and started kind of doing our own research and started reaching out to folks who were way more educated in it with us when it comes to our turnout gear, because I would say probably myself and Steve and a handful of others, we probably spend more time in turnout gear than most, you know, doing all these live burns. And I mean, my gear is, that's my pride and joy. I Mm -hmm. I mean, I wear turnout gear more than I wear underwear. (laughs) And it's, I mean, that's every call I put my turnout gear on. Y'all know me. I wear shorts at work. I don't, you know, we get a medical call. I put my pants on. I'm in turnout gear all the time. So that was, it was very, very uh, alarming. And then we had the, podcast with the guy from Isha and uh, all that stuff and he started you know disclosing this massive amounts of research that's going on it's just mm-hmm. man it's whew, it's a it's an interesting topic but terrifying at the same time you know all this all this effort we put into a decon due to carcinogens mm-hmm. and all that and you start asking well what is that the real problem I'm sure it's part of the problem but we're watching the turnout gear we're washing our turnout gear, the outside, while it's still on us, mm-hmm. on fire scenes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what? Yeah, and why are younger and younger firefighters getting cancer in their 20s and their 30s and 40s, 40s and dying? Yeah. And, you know, and so, you know, the IFF is handling that at an international level. It's great. They've got lawyers involved, the big money is involved, you know, they're, and they've given recommendations on how to handle it. But, like, at a local level... It's our our municipalities um, and our departments also need to embrace it and provide funding for, you know, whether it's coveralls, alternative extrication gear, um, make some kind of formal, um, whether it's guidelines or policy or whatever you need to do for the department to help kind of be, so it's cohesive. And then... Also, most importantly, I think that our um, the way that we do our yearly physicals has got to change. Like, we we really need to look at these cancer screenings mm-hmm. yeah. on a deeper level with the um, with um, the uh, what do you call it? The body scan. Yeah, the body scan. Body scan. There's and, all kinds of inflammatory um, markers mm-hmm. that, that can be measured. Yep. There's mm-hmm. Ultrasound. Yep. Ultrasound. Yeah. Thank you. The ultrasound screenings. Um, there's certain blood tests that we can focus on. So, you know, that is, again, that's funding that that the, um, whether it's the city or county or wherever you got your money from, needs to step up and start providing that funding to these departments. And if you care about your people and you're going to take care of them, that's <laughs> what you're going to do. You're going to be proactive. You're going to step up and you're going to take care of your people. And that's what they can do at a local level. And then for us, as again, breaking bad habits that we've had in the past and and it is what it is we're gonna have to wear our fire our turnout gear um 
but, but you know, we're, there's a way to limit our exposure every time. And we have got to get in better habits and setting examples across the board. But again, we need also, so if we don't have um, coveralls to throw on, we're going to have to throw on our turnout gear. So it goes back to, hey, who's, you know, the funding needs to, to start coming and helping and support our departments and, and give us the things that we need to protect ourselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, coveralls and all this kind of stuff? We were early in this uh, conversation, this topic, uh, several, several months ago. <laughs> I don't remember if it was after we had had a guest in here who didn't necessarily agree because we've had, mm-hmm. a, we've, we talked to people who disagree with it. They're mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, it's, it's the next shiny penny, just like the clean cab was. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the next shiny penny. So, you know, I've had those conversations too. But <laughs> you said, I don't care if they give me turnout gear or not, they can give me. Two denim jackets. I'm going inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're firemen. We're yeah. going in yeah. no matter what you give yeah. us. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And, it, you know, I, I have to admit, like, I remember uh, over, I guess, a year ago now or so hearing about, um, you know, the PFAS in a gear. And I was like, okay, like, it's just one more thing that gives you cancer. And didn't. Welcome to the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't understand didn't bother to understand or didn't understand and overwhelmed with other things. It just kept going. So, and then fast forward to, um, January of this past year and still I was seeing things coming through about it, but just didn't know enough. And we went to, um, Las Vegas for that conference. And, um, that's where we all had a huge wake up call and we're there with 3000 other firefighters from all over Canada and the United States and you know president kelly is talking and we view the film burned and um afterwards you know there's uh lots of people um up there discussing the topic and then we took all these classes on it um and really changed my mind with the evidence and the peer-reviewed um research and like this is not some willy-nilly thing. This is like they took it very, very, very seriously, and the research is there, and their continuing research is there. And um, you know, I fully admit I was one of those people that are just okay, whatever. And then another so, thing, yeah, yeah, another thing. And um, again, knowledge is knowledge is power. So my first reaction was <clears throat> they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, like. I just knew that it was going to be proven to be false that the yeah. manufacturing of the gear, they wouldn't put something in it that would be harmful. And then when I found out it was, I was like, they wouldn't do it on purpose. You know, and that's where I think all the lawsuits and stuff come in is, did you know? Did you know? Yeah. Or did you not know? Or yeah. did we hide it? Did we withhold data? Like, where are we? And so this will be revealing to find out. They do have um, evidence and documents um <clears throat> of knowing it, knowing that's in our gear for a long time and hiding it. And um, there's sort of, again, who like, okay, we have these uh, researchers testing, the manufacturing companies are having the, or textile companies having these researchers test for these, these chemicals, but again, not testing for, X, Y, and Z chemicals. Right. And so there is... Selective it's, testing. Yes, yes. It's really interesting um, hmm. and scary. But, I mean, it's it seems like, again, it's it's about 
money and yeah, there's no telling and how many politics and power and it's not about what's best for you know people. Yeah, there's no telling how many millions, if not billions and billions of dollars are ex- at stake, you know, mm-hmm. one way or the other through yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, if it's proven to be a thing, I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll end companies. Oh, I mean, it'll yeah. end them. Mm-hmm. They'll be done. And then if they can tie that, or not tie it, but if they discover that, you know, you had turnout gear manufacturing that were in cahoots and knew all this was still going on, still pushing a product, and you can tie all that together, then there'll be manufacturers who are done. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll never be able to build themselves out of that, ever. I mean, your reputation is what you are in the fire department. Mm-hmm. It, that is your identity, is your reputation. Mm-hmm. And that's true for our equipment. Look at the two-piece halogen bar. Yeah. As an example. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes that. No. It's an awful no. creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get the theory, but it's an awful creation. So nobody likes it. Okay, so put that. Fire trucks. I mean, there's all, it, it's, it's in everything. Uh, the reputation is everything. So if the manufacturer catches a bad example, I mean, a bad reputation, that, that'd be bad. It'd be real bad. I think yeah. that's coming too, though, just yeah. from talking to other folks. <laughs> they let you know why they're fighting it so hard. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. Uh, we talked to Brandon Chestnut. He's our um, he's one of the salesmen for Fire Connections, uh, and I was talking. I've known him for forever. Done a lot of live burns with him in Rose Hill, all over Newman County. Good friend of mine. Uh, but I was asking him what he thought about it because you know, he sells turnout gear. <laughs> so he was like, he was like, man, I don't know. He's like, I don't, I don't know enough to make a comment. He said, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't, I don't know. So, I don't know. I, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. It'll end up getting settled. Not, not like a settlement, but the truth will end up coming out. Is mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. Give it time. Yeah. I, they're not, they're not giving up uh, at all. So, I think. I've heard there was some, so it was some testing done and there is a, a manufacturer who claims to have PFAS free gear. I've heard of that, but then also I've heard the back door of that is the the certain molecule that they're looking at or whatever it's called in PFAS was not tested for. So therefore, mm-hmm. they can claim it's PFAS free, mm-hmm. but that one particular thing that is supposed to be causing all the problems is not tested. Now that may be I might have just made that up. No, but no, that's what right. I've, <laughs> that's no, what I've heard. They, yeah. yeah, right. Right now, there's no such thing in the United States as PFAS free. Turnout gear. If they're telling you that that's not true. Yeah. So that just sounds like another lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. There's a gigantic list of um, like PFOS and all these mm-hmm. um, chemicals that fall under the heading of PFAS. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you're saying, they can they can test for these 15 and be like, well, our gear is these 15 free. So yeah. therefore, it's PFAS free. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's I think it's similar. <laughs> what um, I believe is similar, kind of how what Dupont did um, when they were dumping it in the Cape Fear River with Gen X and exactly. stuff. Exactly, very very similar mm-hmm. thing. It was like, well, just not going to test for. Yeah, this is not things. outlawed. This chemical is not outlawed. So yeah, whoop. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it makes me want to get Dana White to have a sanctioned side of the UFC to settle some of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Some of these that would catch, bro. Like an yeah. octagon yeah. with uh, some real world um, 
beef. Argument. Yes, a yeah. real yeah. world beef going down. Just settle it like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can start oh, at a conversative uh, conversation setting like this, and then we can watch how it escalates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. people can wager on: is it going to go to blows, or are they going to get it figured out? We might be on something. Yeah, Dana, I, call us. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder how these um, head of the, all these companies can sleep at night. I, I I wonder that all the time. I'm like, how can they? I mean, I guess they're maybe rolling around their money in their mansion so when or you got something like of that. Dollars, was, probably sleep pretty well. Yeah. yeah with the fan on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's out. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and also last year they, um, World Health Organization reclassified firefighting as a class one uh, carcinogenic career or like the deadliest occupation uh, to get cancer. So they reclassified that. So, I mean, what does that say? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's news to me. Oh, okay. I'll I'll find that information, send it to you. Yeah, yeah that was interesting. I think this around this time last year, I think they changed it. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. Congratulations, folks. Yeah. 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 High yeah. fives all around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mercy, mercy. As scary as that is, it's gonna I think help us in the long run as far as like with legislation and lawsuits mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, I think it should. The best the best way to uh, combat a uh, bad situation is to put conversation around it. I yeah. mean, that seems to, be, that seems to be the the best way. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, the more it's talked about, the more mm-hmm. we learn from it, the more we can go to the future. It makes mm-hmm. maybe our sons and daughters who continue in this career, if they so choose, won't have to worry about these problems. Yes. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, did you want to talk about the this at the state level, the AFFF and the training facility and and that whole thing? That, I don't okay. even know enough to know. Yeah, hit me. Um, so I got to tread carefully because I'm pretty heavily involved in that training facility. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'll say what I want. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, let me just uh, pull up a couple of things. So I think I sent them before they permanently disappear into my ass crack. <laughs> um. Okay. So well, there was a. A bill that was put out at the state level, um, and um, the way it, it was it was worded. I'm trying to remember the exact thing. Let's see. There was a bill that was put out um, that had um, our the training facility is called. Um, it's the State Fire Marshal's Advanced Rescue Training Facility in Stanley County, okay? And um, <clears throat> there's a bill that was, it's killed now, but it, now it's put into the actual, they changed some of the wording for it, and they put it into the budget now, the state budget. So uh, even with the wording changed, it's still a little... Cloudy? It's it's definitely cloudy. So basically what the original bill said was that they're pulling all this... Tri- a triple F foam and they're going to put out this facility and then they're going to let firefighters train there and then they're going to study us. <laughs> and I'm, I remember I'm, now okay, hearing about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And the effects of it. So basically, you know, essentially guinea pigs. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and again, if you want to read the, the original bill and all that stuff, if you go to the general assembly uh, website, and um, you can pull up all this stuff, and you I've can. St- find I think I still got and, them all saved on my computer. I'll put them in the link. Yeah, in the show you, link. yeah. You can read that in the original language. I ha- um, 
I haven't read the newest language, but I know that the PFF PNC is actively um, being advocates for us at that level, mm-hmm. as right. well as um, Cape Fear River Watch is involved as in, in all this as well. So we have a, a ton of support like from the environmental side as well. Um, but even with the wording changed, it's still putting us at risk. Like there's no reason to even train with a triple F foam. And I guess even the state fire marshal allegedly uh, is in support of this uh, training and using the a triple F foam. And I guess, um, you know, I don't know why, and I would like to know why. And I guess some of the, there's a Senator that's claiming that the firefighters support this and there's no no firefighter that supports being at training with this AFFF foam. And I remember reading a, like an opposing view, uh-huh. and they were trying to make it sound like that there was a group of firemen out there saying, well, we still need to train with this stuff so that if there is an emergency, we'll know how to use it. I, I don't know that I've ever met that group of, mm-hmm. of firemen that were looking for that. Um, yeah, I think that was just a, a narrative for the other side. They were... In that article, they were saying, like, we're not trying to do guinea pigs, but we do want to test. You yeah. Know? And it's like, uh, yeah. since it's going to be there for you to use, yeah. we want to test you when yeah. you get done using it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the facilities uh, argument, now this is just me playing devil's advocate and speculating uh, at the same time, but I think the facilities purpose is it's twofold. So it gives the facility and the state, the firemen, uh, that need to train with foam because it is uh, it's part of fire homestreets and appliances, part mm-hmm. of your certification stuff, uh, drivers with foam. And, I mean, you know, you know use foam a lot uh, in training. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is is if we're confiscating or we're getting back, we're taking offline all the AFFF foam in the state and we can put it in this one spot, that's money that we don't have to spend to buy foam for this facility for them to train. Second fold, if we can figure out a way to dispose of it, like when it goes down the drains or when it dissipates or whatever it may, however that, whoever, whatever scientist comes up with the best way to do that, um, it's also, so it's twofold. It gives the opportunity to use free material that we've already bought, because they bought it from somewhere, um, mm-hmm. and two, it gives us a way to dispose of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I said, this is me speculating and playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of that's true. But that's where I could see like a director or the mm-hmm. spearhead for this project being like, well, that sounds like a win-win, right? If you're presented that, hey, I'm going to give you all the foam in the world because it'll give you plenty to f- train with, but also it also gives us a way to dispose of this shit that's killing us. Yeah. And this is the safe way. Like if you do it this way, mm-hmm. that's safe and you won't have exposure to it and we're going to test you to show you that you don't have exposure to it. You see what I'm saying? That's, I, like that's I, the spin. Like yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's that's me yeah. speculating. Yeah. And that's the only way I can see anybody being on board with it. I don't, I don't see any cognitive ability of any fireman or any person who knows what's going on to be like, that gives me cancer, and so you want me to use that at my facility and let people mm-hmm. use that. that you, I don't like that. You know what step one is? Reestablish trust. Mm-hmm. Like show us, show us through open communication and revealing the data that everything's on the up and up and then we're either going to trust or we're going to see, but like don't just try to skirt the system and keep on, keep it on. Like right now the trust is all kinds of broken. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, there's nowhere uh, for us to view these. There's nowhere to see these conversations. It's all what you have to read from a, a compiled list of mm-hmm. uh, cliff notes, if you will, of these articles. And, you know, there's no way to. I mean, there's there's no trust because you can't see the people. You're not sitting in front of the people talking. You don't. Mm-hmm. You can't make your own opinion about what comes out of their mouth because you're reading their opinion from somebody else's opinion. But you know, it's yeah. it's too and, hard. Yeah, <laughs> and then again, then we have to. Spe- we are sitting here and we speculate special interests, or yeah. oh, I'm just going to save money, or you know, again, not thinking about the firefighter, not thinking about the person, the human that is going to be put in that situation. And exposed to these uh, chemicals uh, that cause cancer and give you cancer. And I'm also concerned about, okay, some of the volunteer departments that are going to go to these facilities that may not have all the information that some of the other or the protection, whether like the union or whatever, protecting them from this. And, you know, they don't have, depending on how their department is funded, again, saving money, all that kind of stuff. But then I keep going back to why are you exposed people to this? The humans that have families, have children, like why just to save a buck? It's crazy to me. I cannot get yeah. past that. I cannot. It's really difficult for me to even. And that's when I start getting angry because it's yeah. just, I don't, I, and whether it's when, whether it's one of these senators, whether it's whoever's in charge of the training facility, whatever, like it's, nuts to me just do the fucking right thing i'm sorry just do the right thing like mm-hmm. i don't it blows my mind yeah you're too time. scared to run a social media account but you're willing to take the risk on giving me cancer yeah <laughs> that's weird yeah because <laughs> hopefully by the time you get cancer you won't be a problem anymore right yeah you'll be on your own yeah. mm-hmm. um uh, wow man it, it's Wild stuff it's it's crazy i think in the old the original bill or one of the bills um, some of the funding for it was twenty million dollars in non-reoccurring funds for the program, um, for the AFFF. Okay, used by local fire departments and for other PFAS-related research. So, I guess the twenty million dollars was going um, is going to be allocated for the purpose of of the research um, towards this. So it's like okay. Again, then you start looking at money involved and where who's benefiting from that twenty million dollars? Who's doing the research? Who's getting that? In the, in the old bill that has now been killed, but now is put in, rewarded and put into um, the budget. <clears throat> uh, so it's just interesting when you again start digging through stuff, and um, I just don't want to do it disservice by rambling, but again, you can you can find all this stuff online, and because there's just my head right now spinning with all this information, all these things, different things that I've read um, about it. So, yeah, I've got some uh, I've got some pretty hefty connections at OSFM. I'll I'll try to put some ties together and see if I can find anybody willing to come, like actually talk about it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like from that side of the tracks. Yes, you know, which mm-hmm. is. We're heavy on this side of the tracks because, you know, it's a fight that we want to fight, yeah. but I don't know what it's like over there. You know, they, I'm sure they have some valid points as well. Yeah, it'd be love nice to hear, hear it. Yeah, it'd be nice to hear. It'd be really nice to hear. But we'll definitely be keeping in touch with this. It's a good topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> important mm-hmm. topic. It important is. for sure. Yeah, important topic. Yeah, yeah. we have, uh, again, we have so many things that were, 
I feel like uh, fighting against and for, whether it's all the way down inside of our local department, all the way outward, and again, it's extremely overwhelming. It's like, okay, well, who, who is looking out for us? Right, yeah. <laughs> who is helping us? Us, girl. <laughs> yeah, we got to do it. Uh, the big group, you know, the firemen, the guys on the line, that sort of stuff. We got to stick together. Mm-hmm. Alex talked about the brotherhood in, you know, the earlier show we did mm-hmm. today. Yeah, we got to we got to make that strong again. Yes. So. Yes, and I, I, I think we're we're trying in in our, in our union locally here. Sure. Um, you know, we can we can definitely always do better, and um, I've lots of ideas, and I think everybody else does too, and I. I think we're working towards a lot of things, and um, it it's definitely hard when you know you have careers and family, and then you know you do this for free because you want to and you love it. So right. finding all that and balancing all that, and it's it's taking takes some time. But I would love to see more of our members active. You don't just have to be on the executive board to do <laughs> these things. Guilty. Yeah, and um, <laughs> you can make a difference. Um, if there's something that you feel strongly about, you know, um, we want it, uh, you know, our e-board, we want to empower our members and, uh, we want to support that and we can't do it alone. We need, sure. we need our members. We need their help, um, any way possible. So with, with all of us sticking together, um, I, you know, over time we just chip away at it and we'll make a difference. So. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. Yep. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Okay. I know my brother Steve yeah. here's got Sorry. to shoot out of here. No, it's fine. We'll yeah. um, we'll try to get you penciled in for some time. We'll look at 2024. <laughs> 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 yeah. Nah, we'll get you yeah. back in here again. We'll uh, we'll continue this conversation with PFAS, and as it progresses, we'll you know we'll 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 get you back in here and uh, talk about life in general. It's always fun to talk about with you. Life. I'm excited. I still feel like I never get to talk about everything that was on my mind about everything in the fire service <laughs> That's especially okay. there's other things i would like to in the future talk about with uh um women again and 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 standards and things like that that Ooh, have been a part hot topic two, part so two part two i'd love two. to continue that yeah as well. part two i'll hold this in the chamber if i got to <laughs> yeah. until we can pop them together mm-hmm. i'll do it i ain't scared yeah that's anyway, a good idea it's been a pleasure until part two yes yeah. see thank you soon you. thank mm-hmm. you guys thanks all right I hope you enjoyed that episode. Do us a favor. Slide over to iTunes or Spotify or YouTube. Leave a five-star review and leave a comment. If you want to, you want to support further, share it with somebody. Ask them to like, subscribe, and share it with their friends. If they can benefit from it, we need to spread it out. The more you like and comment, the more visible we are on all these platforms when people are just searching Firefighter Podcast. It'll come up primary complete a little bit quicker, and they won't have to dig quite so far to find us. We really appreciate that. Visit the website. It's a pretty good site. It's got all kinds of fun links and stuff. You can also find the shows there on the website as well, and that's www.primarycompletepodcast.com. Thank you all so much for your support. Again, we love you. Thank you for helping us make conversation great again.